You're listening to The Pipeline Show with Guy Flaming. Dance off, bro. Me and you. We are back on The Pipeline Show with Guy Flaming and time for a WHL segment. That, of course, means it's an in-the-dub segment brought to you by dubnetwork.ca. You can stay up to date on everything happening around the Western Hockey League by uh, bookmarking Dub Network. Subscribe to the Daily Dose of the Dub as well. Comes right to your inbox. You don't even have to search for it. Uh, my guest today is he one of the assistant coaches with the uh, Moose Jaw Warriors, Olivier Howe. Uh, welcome to the program, Olivia. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you making the time today. Uh, tell me about the uh, the season to this point for the Warriors. Obviously, things have changed since the trade deadline and uh, coaching changes as well. Uh, what's the mindset of the team right now going down the stretch? Uh, I think right now um, we're just a young team that's trying to uh, kind of find their way in the league here. So, just, you know, keeping it simple and light, um, you know, not the best record for our squad this year. So I'm um, just trying to keep the boys positive and make sure that they're getting every um, piece of this season out of it as they can so that they're ready for next year and uh, can bring every experience that they've had this year into to the next year. I know you weren't with the team a couple of years ago when, uh, you know, Alan Miller went all in uh, for that season and eventually well, you got to pay for that, and that kind of is where the team is at right now. But so this isn't really a surprise for anybody involved. But how do you keep the the atmosphere positive and things like that as a coach? Yeah, no, it, I don't think it's much of a surprise at all. But um, it's kind of what we expected um, for for the kids. I think it's just you know keeping things light, um, not trying to get too serious. Um, like we know what what we expect from them. They know what what we expect. So um, just you know you got to mix in some some fun practices, some fun fun drills and stuff like that just to keep them interested and, and like I said, help them learn for, for the rest of this year and carry that in experience into next year. And for yourself, now you're not on the road with the team right now, so on a you know during home games, are you on the bench? No, I'm not. I'm up in the press box for, uh, for those games, just kind of watching up there, and then I go down in between periods and kind of say what I what I was seeing and whatnot and see if we can make some little tweaks or some reminders to the to the boys and whatnot. Okay, so you're like the eye in the sky person. You get the uh, the vantage point. You're, you're like uh, one of the broadcasters. Like we always have to sit upstairs and and uh, it's kind of easy to see the game unfold from up there. It gives a, a different perspective. Yeah, for sure. And it lets me see things maybe that the coaches don't see while they're busy, uh, you know, talking to the players on the bench or, or whatnot. So it's good for them to kind of get another opinion through uh and perspective through my eyes up there now has your role changed at all with the coaching change since uh, tim hunter was let go has have you taken on more responsibility or anything um it depends on the day honestly um mark has been has been great with me um you know he he asked more specifics from me and, and stuff like that so that's been great being able to be a little more involved there and obviously with just three of us um, out there and practices and stuff like that, you get to be a little more involved, and and it's it's been good that way for sure. I'm speaking with Olivia Howe. She's the uh, now I want to get the title correct, uh, coaching assistant. I don't know exactly how that's different than being uh, an assistant coach. Is there in your mind any difference? Well, I think um, for for me, it's just it's kind of more of um, an internship um, title, I guess. Okay. Um, it, I have a full-time job too on the side here, so um, it's kind of uh, 
I don't know. It's just the title that that Alan um, and I talked about, and and it is what it is. But um, you know, I'm I'm not as involved as I want to be. But hopefully, uh, things can can go in a better direction here for me. Um, kind of getting my work schedules figured out and trying to align things, and you know, hopefully, I can spend more time uh, at the rink and whatnot. All right. Well, that's kind of where I wanted to take the conversation was, you know, when you joined the team, what was it, October, something like that, uh, what your expectations were at that point and if things are progressing the way you, the way you want. Sounds like you'd like to take on a little bit more. Yeah, for sure. Um, like I said, I have to put my job uh, first and foremost, sure. um, but I've talked with, with Mark and Scott and Alan and, you know, just trying to figure out um, – if I can do more and, and where I can do more and try to reassure them that, you know, I'm, I'm giving my time outside of my job to this uh, club. So um, hopefully, you know, if I can make things work and make my schedules line up a little, a little more then uh, I can be there more often and I can be more involved because I've learned so much already. So I can't imagine if I get to spend more time around, uh, you know, what will come of it. My audience is across North America. I think everybody around the WHL has heard your story now and is familiar uh, with your background. But for the benefit of the the larger audience that might not be up to speed yet, can we uh, discuss a little bit about your career path and uh, the fact? I mean, you're you're from Moose Jaw. You're coaching there now, but uh, you were a player and a high level player uh, going off to Clarkson after four years at Notre Dame and Wilcox, Saskatchewan. So I mean, you, you've been around the game for a long time. At what point as a player? Did you start thinking about coaching? Um, it honestly wasn't until after I graduated at Clarkson. Um, I, I'd coached, you know, hockey camps and stuff growing up and in my summers, a little bit of summer jobs and, and whatnot. And then uh, I never maybe thought of taking it super seriously. And after I graduated and kind of was deciding if I was going to go play um, professionally with the CWHL or or stay home and, and get a job. And I was actually set up to be in the draft and, and head out to Toronto. Mm-hmm. And I got a call from Notre Dame and they offered me a coaching position. So it, it was kind of hard to turn down just having job security and, you know, just kind of knowing what your future holds instead of kind of risking it. So um, I ended up staying at home and coaching. And that year I really kind of fell in love with it and, decided that it was something I wanted to pursue. Nice. And at Clarkson, what led you to Clarkson? Why was that the right program for you? Um, I liked the fact that it was a smaller university, um, small campus, not a lot of students. Everything's kind of in walking distance. And then when I went on my visit, just the coaching staff and, and all the stories they had to tell and the the people I knew already there, it, it just it all made sense to me. And honestly, one of the best decisions I've ever made. Now, in your opinion, what the state of the women's pro game right now, the, the upheaval of the leagues and, and everything, where where is that right now? How would how would you like to see it play out? Oh goodness, that's it's tough. <laughs> uh, I mean, I have so many friends who are going around um, playing in those games and um, you know trying to promote the women's game as best they can, and and you just feel for them because they don't have a home right now necessarily they're they're traveling from city to city country to country just trying to to bring awareness to this and i hope uh i hope it's going to work its way out soon um i could see it going on for another year before something serious happens here and uh 
they get it together. But I do, I do think that they will have a league in, in a year or two. Yeah, for sure. Now, again, go back to uh, being a, a player at Clarkson. Uh, now, I know the men's team is the Golden Knights. Is, what's the ladies' team called? Same thing, Golden Knights as well. Uh, so as a Golden Knight, 37 points in your final year, 16 of those were goals. Um, you were an offensive-minded player. As a coach, do you find it easier to teach the offense? Or I, I guess as a player, I, I, I can't say that I ever saw you play, so I don't know what the defensive side was like, but are you more comfortable talking offense with guys? Um, it maybe comes more naturally, um, but from being around the game for so long and, and having all these um, relationships with people um, in all areas of the, the sport and obviously with all the coaches I've ever had and mm-hmm. you kind of, you kind of learn it all a full all around game and, and you're prepared to, to coach all around, but I know I'm still learning um, both sides of the puck. So I mean, it's it's great both ways, so I wouldn't say maybe I'm necessarily better one way or the other, but they're both fun. <laughs> Are there differences, like significant differences, between uh, coaching guys and coaching girls? Um, yeah, I would say so. I, I mean, I don't think that they're to be made a big deal about these differences, but obviously, you know, with men, it's going to be a more fast-paced game, um, so everything kind of happens a little quicker. And then there's the the aspect of, you know, the hitting and all that. And then on the other side of the the table there, there's all the trading and, and all that that goes on that you don't really see in the women's game. Right. Um, so there's all that behind the scenes uh, operation stuff that, that I've got to get a sneak peek into and kind of open my eyes to that side of it as well. Yeah, and no trades or anything like that in, in college hockey either. So the, all of that is sort of new. Yeah, it's been it's been quite a year um getting to sit in on those meetings and and kind of see how things go on there. So, it's been been great. Uh now being back uh, in Moose Jaw, what's it like for you and, and was that part of the attraction of of joining the Warriors is that it was in familiar uh, setting? Yeah, honestly, it worked out perfect. Um you know, I like I've said before, I, I never really um thought that an opportunity like this would come about but when alan asked it was just it seemed perfect it was i'm home and now i'm getting to do something that i love at a really high level and and get to you know learn as much as i can from the staff here in moose that they've been great and i've learned so much so hopefully um more opportunities like this come up for for other women who are willing to get into this the men's side of things. I was going to ask, do you feel almost some sort of a trailblazer, like a pioneer of some sort, that maybe this year, I don't know if you're the first ever, but uh, I think at least in the junior level, I think you're the first uh, female coach on a major junior hockey program. Is that correct? Uh, I think in the WHL, yeah. I think there was a woman in the that coached in the queue a few years back. All right. Uh, but do you think maybe this does open up the door a, a little bit for others? I mean, I would hope so. Um, it's definitely not not the reason I did it, and I didn't think much of it when this opportunity came about. I just, you know, thought of it as another great stepping stone for for a coaching career. And um, the feedback that I've gotten, it's just been wild. And I have heard things like you just mentioned, um, trailblazer and stuff like that, which. <laughs> I don't necessarily think of myself as, but I, I can see how other people do. Have former teammates or girls that you played with uh, at other levels, uh, maybe outside of Clarkson, have have they talked to you about the experience to you know pick your brain a little bit and wonder if it's a good fit for them too? 
Yeah, for sure. Like, um, we just went back to Clarkson a couple weekends ago for an alumni weekend and, and all the girls and the coaching staff there, we had great conversations and, and just seeing where everyone wants to go and, and kind of comparing the games, um, you know, female and male college to WHL. And it was, it was great conversations. And I think it was pretty eye opening, um, for a lot of them who haven't been around the men's side and, and whatnot. Nice. Well, Olivia, I really appreciate your time. I certainly wish you and the team the uh, the best of luck. I hope uh, we can chat again. Perfect. Thank you very much for having me. That was Olivia Howe from the Moose Jaw Warriors. Great story there. And maybe it does open the door to outside-the-box thinking a little bit more than we've seen. And, uh, I mean, I'm still waiting to see, you know, broadcasters covering junior college hockey who are uh, women. And we haven't got that far yet, as far as I know. If there, if there's a broadcaster out there that is calling games or even doing color, please let me know. I, I would be interested in following up on that story as well. But uh, you know, maybe we see start seeing more women coaching guys teams. Uh, we've seen lots of guys coaching women's teams, but not as much uh, the other way. So maybe this changes that and, and uh, gives the GMs out there another option to think about. We'll see. Up next, 2020 Draft Spotlight segment, uh, one of the uh, best Draft Spotlight segment uh, interviews I think we've had so far this season here on Season 15. Jake Neighbors of the Edmonton Oil Kings, he's next here on the Pipeline Show. Hi, this is Curtis Lazar of the Edmonton Oil Kings. Hey, it's Brett Pollock. Hi, I'm Keegan Wolf. Hey, it's Tristan Jari. Hi, this is uh, Lauren Bressois. Griffin Reinhardt. This is Aaron Irving. Hey, it's Dyson Mayo. This is Henrik Sanderson. I'm Thomas Winsler. Hey, I'm Mark Pesek of the Edmonton Oil Kings, and you're listening to the Pipeline Show. From the organization that brought you Mark Messier, Matt Benning, and Ian Mitchell, Spruce Grove Saints Junior A Hockey is officially back for the 2019-2020 season with all the action taking place at the Grant Fear Arena in Spruce Grove. With tickets starting at just $15 per person, AJHL Hockey provides some quality entertainment. For more information, visit www.sprucegrovesaints.ca. 